Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 327. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And before we continue, let's see if it'll work. Don't know if you heard that, but I'm cracking open a nice ice cold one because I think I deserved it for today. Mm. Long day? Mm, kind of. It's more like... Yeah, yeah, long day, long day, essentially, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we are live tonight, week of September 12, 2017, here on the VOG Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network, where there is information about the Vogue Network and some of the podcasts that are on there. And there is an IRC chat link. If you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. Uh, and it'll only do that if you have an IRC client on your computer. If not, well, I don't know what's going to happen. But also, we are on Discord, so you head on over to vognetwork.com slash Discord, and you'll join us directly into the chat room. Either you'll be joining us via the web, the web browser interface, or through the actual application client if you have it on your computer. It's open service, so come on through, have fun, we're going to have ourselves a good time. And check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. If you're listening on the podcast feed, you can head on over to our feed when it goes up. And then when you hear the specific passphrase, you just head on over to uh, vognetwork.com, put the passphrase in, and earn some VOG points. And that's how we do around here. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, Ari, we did miss you. <laughs> There's a big old pork tenderloin waiting for you in the oven. I hope you like I hope you like extra bacon seasoning on it. Oh, you read my mind. <laughs> I try. I try. And yeah, don't try too hard. You'll be afraid of what you uh, find out. <clears throat> I, I get. I hear that more times than I should. And I'm just like, I made it this far. But anywho, the perils of telepathy. Telepathy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, we're gonna kick things off with. How was your week? How was your day? Let me adjust the volumes real quick so it doesn't blow out anybody's eardrums. Ari. Uh, let's see. Well, <clears throat> the week before this one, I had I uh, helped a friend's girlfriend move into his uh, house with him. So, like Sunday morning, I was you know up. Well, not like crack at dawn, but like ten, eleven o'clock. You know, mm-hmm. going over to her old house. You know, packing up the truck and all that. Yeah. And. <clears throat> And I, I suffered an injury from that. See, as I was, as I was, you know, opening up the uh, the U-Haul truck, as like what it was, I threw open the door and like grabbed the, uh, you know, the, the ramp, tried to pull it out at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking changing station came down on me. Oh. Like right on the back of the head too. 
Well, it fucking hurt, obviously. I briefly thought that the door had somehow, like, immediately, like, slingshotted back down instead. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't nearly as bad as, uh, I thought it would be. Still helped them move a whole bunch of shit, assemble some, uh, Walmart-quality furniture. You know, qu quality as in QUALITY in big capital letters. You know mm -hmm. what that's about. <laughs> And my friend had a, you know, was cleaning out his old computer stuff, and he said, hey, do you have a use for this? And he handed me a, a second monitor. I'm like, eh, I don't see why not. So I took it home, dusted it off, and it works just fine. Awesome. So yeah, I got a two-monitor display now. It's only like 1440 pixels, I think, but that's secondary stuff for, you know, I guess, I guess if I start streaming on this computer, I can put the... Uh, Streaming stuff here on the second one. Hope, hopefully, it doesn't make it you know lag completely. I don't know. I, um, there are a few people I know I know that uh, do stream, so you can always ask them. I know for a while I wanted a dual monitor setup back in the day, but um, I I figured I have the chats on one screen and like my game on the other screen. That way, I can monitor both at the same time, kind of sort of. Mm -hmm. And, let's see, other than that, other than that, this week's been a real bore, so I'm just mm. looking forward to the barbecue weekend this this weekend coming up for us. Next weekend. Not this weekend, next weekend. Huh, for some reason I thought it was this weekend. Yeah, I thought so too, because if you look up the dates... And sometimes if you Google it, you'll get last year's dates, which would kind of fall upon this weekend, but it's next weekend. Oh, boy. I think I have some residual head injuries. I don't know. <laughs> did, you, did you get it checked out, though? Well, not really, because I couldn't really afford to go to the doctors, and plus I wasn't really up. It didn't, like, screw with my vision or, like, my hearing or anything like that, so mm -hmm. not too worried. So yeah, that's all shit's been going for me. Okay. Not bad. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, boring, 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 and boring. Work is work, and now I have allergies, so now I'm starting to get sick. And, yeah. I hope you feel better, kid. Well, thank you. And the music is very loud. How's that? Much better, thank you. Would you like some sugar in your tea as well? I actually would love tea right now, but with honey and not sugar. Go get your own fucking tea! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear that one. I'm going to catch hell for that one. Mm-hmm. Sit down and drink your goddamn tea. <laughs> Alright, Sid. That was Barrett, not Sid. One of them. Yeah, I believe it was Barrett. I no, know. I think it's Sid that says that. Oh. 
Now it's... Okay. Uh, yeah, that's Sid who said uh, it. Okay, yep. Yeah. It's shut, shut up, sit your ass down in that chair, and drink your goddamn tea. Sid is the cursor, and Barrett is the father. All of, Bar all of Barrett's cursing is uh, bleeped out. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. Barrett is the father. Yep. <coughs> it shows that he's mumbling his curses because he's been trained to. Something like that. The, the life entails of being a single father. Mm-hmm. Yep. That went off at the same time I got a message from somebody on Facebook. <laughs> Well, my weekend day Shut has up, been, phone. My weekend day has been interesting. You know, I hung out with some friends, you know, over the weekend. And funny story, I went to this. I went to meet up with some friends at a local, at a local club. You know, we were just hanging out. So one of my friends, I hadn't seen her in about a year. So we're just chilling, hanging out, and just talking. And there's this other guy that keeps walking past us. Comes to find out, he's actually pissy and jealous of the fact that we're hanging out. I'm just like. I don't care if you go hang with him. I'm just doing my thing. Because evidently he was mad at, he's mad at me over something that happened like last year. That was not my fault. But he decided to point the finger at me. So I'm like, oh well. <sighs> and that's it on that. Other than that, not much else. I got a couple of packages here I got to take to the post office. And I totally forgot to do it this morning. So I'll probably end up doing it Friday. Because I, I looked at my bank account and I'm like, yeah, I have to wait till Friday to do anything. Thankfully, I'm good to go until then. Alright, now we got the all out of the way. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we get back, we got some news. And I believe we did talk about before um, uh, Funimation's hurricane relief. So I believe we have a bit of an update on that. So we'll tell you about that when we get back. Um, how does that sound, y'all? Works for me. I would assume Mako-chan feels the same way. Uh, yes, I do. And um, I'm just trying to make sure my microphone works because it keeps going out. Yeah, I can tell for some reason. Yeah, I can kind of hear the background noise. Yeah, definitely. So Yeah, because ev every time it drops from my mic, which is due for, to the front ports, mm -hmm. um, it starts picking up the audio on my webcam. Yeah, because uh, Skype is going to automatically default to something else. Yeah, so if it sounds weird, just let me know. I'm trying not to jiggle the wire. Uh, well, can you use the other uh, USB port? I would have to completely pull the okay, computer never. out and put it into the back. Well, All three of them are acting fucked up on the front now. Oof. Um, I might have... Before, before all it, yeah, before, um, QIC, if I have, I might tell you to bring your PCs, I could drop an extra card in there, cause, but on the plus side, when the parts for the board came, like, Monday, so we're good with that. Oh, that's cool. Alright, so, in that case, and on the plus side, I could put your old green fan back on there. That would be fun. More uh, green is better. Yes, but we may have to look at getting a new case before we do anything else, so... Yeah, unfortunately, um, when I looked at the uh, reviews after purchasing the case, mm -hmm. 
it didn't say anything about the USB ports. It just says that the light and the power button that's on the top mm -hmm. just sometimes stops working. Mm -hmm. But considering it's all interconnected, I'm guessing that's the reason why the... Mm -hmm. USB ports are fucking up too. Well, it's a, it's a good thing I'm heading over to Micro Center tomorrow, so I think they have some cases. If anything, we can just add some green color to it. Yeah, I still have the paint from uh, when I did the custom paint on this one. I can always do something. I'm just going to lose my sticker unless I can somehow peel it off. Well, we'll see. So in the meantime, uh, let me pull this up and yeah. We'll be back.
Be- before we continue, I I, I want to point out something real quick. Um, now we during the breaks, I always check up on Facebook, see what's going on, so I can kind of you know see what's going on. You know, so a friend of mine posted an image of the Dollar Tree, and at first I I did I didn't get it, but now I do. In this image, it's a do- it's a it's the front of the Dollar Tree, <laughs> and there is a giant banner for three point five ribeye steak for a dollar. Oh God, I know exactly what we're talking about now. <laughs> One of my workstations was you know about five minutes from a Dollar Tree. Yeah, and oh God, that stuff is disgusting. Look, I'm all about getting a good deal on anything, especially groceries. But a dollar for some ribeye steak, cheap as yeah, I am. There, when I when I go in there, there are a couple of things I won't touch. It's for I a little don't... chunk of quote unquote meat that fits in the palm of your hand. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of what a serving is. But at the same time, you're talking a dollar store that sells steak and fish. Um, those are the two things I will not touch. Um, yeah, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Cereal, a box of cereal, sealed box of cereal is one thing, a package of seafood or meat or chicken unless the supermarket is next door i'm going to the supermarket yeah, yeah i mean there, I once... there are just certain things that you should not uh, go cheap with yeah I, on a lark i like looked at some of the things and they're like like the slices of quote-unquote cheese you know individually wrapped ones mm-hmm. oh they're not actually dairy products so that's why they're only a buck yeah i i learned the that hot actually... dogs are like, not for dogs. nothing, but most of those cheeses that are in the wraps are not actually dairy products. Yes, it's individually wrapped, pasteurized slices. Just so you know, half the time it doesn't say cheese. That goes for all of the brand name you get in the grocery store as well. What, including the Kraft's cheese slices? Uh... At one point, I know my mother was addicted to them when she was pregnant with me, and she was told by her doctor that that did not include dairy. I don't know if it's changed in 30-some-odd years, but 30 years ago, those craft slices did not include dairy. The, oh, it's dairy. If you look at the, um, the wrap it on the back, because, uh, yeah, I had a package of it in my house. Uh, I remember one time I left a, a slice out by accident, and, you know, it happens. You leave a piece of cheese out for a bit. You know, it's room temperature. You eat it. No harm, no foul. I grabbed it. I nibbled at it. I spit it back out. I was like, no. From that point on, I refused to buy that 99 cent cheese. If anybody can eat that shit, good for you. Good for no, you. You don't go cheap with cheese. You don't mm-hmm. go cheap with meat. Yeah, they had, a pa- they had packs of hot dogs for 99 cents. Fuck that. I can go over to Stop Shop and get, probably get that same pack for 99 cents and throw it in my goddamn freezer. Yeah, but I looked at it like chicken, sausage, other kinds of filler meats. Uh, Ari? That's yeah. the most hot dogs. 
Yeah, hot dog. Most hot dogs now are uh, chicken and pork. Yep, it says it on there. It'll say hot dogs. Say chicken, turkey, or chicken, pork, or whatever. Now you'll hear, you'll see chicken franks, beef franks, and this and that. Yeah, you gotta look at the packaging, because this a re- it makes you wonder why. Well, why is this pack four dollars, but this pack's a buck fifty? Mm-hmm. I will say though that when they do get the brand name stuff in. It's very, very cool. Um, the one that's by me actually has brand name, brand name shredded cheese, but it's like half a cup servings. Mm-hmm. And also another thing I want to say real quick to one of my friends, she has finally left the wonderful world of retail. <laughs> she is in an administrative assistant position. She has her own desk and she gets, you know what the best part is? Mm. She gets to sit. Mm. I know those feels. Me too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm at the point right now that I'm like, yeah, I get to sit. But at the same time, uh, I'd rather be in real again mm. just to get away from where I am. If that tells you how bad my job is right now. I mean, not for not, sometimes that can happen. You find yourself back in retail, but... It's a different company. Things are slightly different. And you're like, you know what? This ain't bad, you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, I, the, I, fa- the, the fact that I'm looking to go back into retail scares the hell out of me. <sighs> You'll be all right. You will be okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, so... Now, uh, I want to bring this up real quick. Um, there's some quick housekeeping news. Uh, next week is our back to school pre-show podcast and special where, you know, I've been doing for like the last two, maybe three years, the pre-show and the music breaks are all Saturday morning cartoons, weekday cartoons that we will wake up to watch or we will come home from school to see. So I'm trying to mix it up the best I possibly can. I think I'll have a couple of new ones in there, but I'll still have some of y'all's favorites. So we'll see how that turns out. And I believe we'll still have that same start time of 9, 10 p.m. So swing by. Um, I'll probably put a post on our Facebook page because y'all listen. We want to know what y'all like. So, you know, we're going to mix it up and have a good time with that. So bring pajamas. Now we're gonna kick things off. Um, last few, last couple of weeks has been hell on this country with natural disasters. Uh, yeah, fires in the West Coast. Uh, there was an earthquake. There's been a couple of tor- uh, there's been tornadoes, a couple of hurricanes just tore through here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did talk about um how. Funimation was doing uh, a relief efforts called Hurricane Harvey Relief. You donated money to Funimation, and then there was like eight different panels of different organizations you could donate money to. So um, I'm trying to pull it up because I know we talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, huh. That's interesting. What? I can't. I know we talked about it, but I can't find it in the link from prior from prior episodes. And I have a feeling Mako-chan went running to find it. What? Oh, never mind. 
But um, according to what I'm assuming, they were pretty much going to match contributions, which I thought was pretty was really good, which was really nice of them. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Hurricane Harvey Relief Automation. And I gotta turn the air conditioner on for some odd reason because I can't believe it's gotten it has gotten um hot up in this studio again. It is ridiculous. Okay, I got the page up. Um, at at this point. Funimation has raised $44,843. Nice. Not and bad. They, and, they're mat and they have matched the first 25000 so they have pretty much have raised about seventy, almost $75,000, which is really awesome. But ju just so you know, um, there are people still out there that need help. So if you can, head on over to Funimation.com. There's information on the blog. Uh, or you can head over to crowdrise.com slash Funimation Hurricane Harvey Relief. And the, the charities are all there that you can choose from. Every little bit helps. We need to bring the fandom together one otaku at a time. Alright, uh, moving right along. Let me bring up the current news. Uh, Uncle, can you tell me what the hell is going on with Kenshin? Um, yeah, so Kenshin is getting a new live-action movie. But was there already three? I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, there were three that took, you know, basically the intro of the storyline into account. Mm -hmm. Um, this is going to be continuing on with the storyline um, from the manga itself. Okay. And as well as the first three did, uh, they're basically uh, looking forward to having the newest storyline uh, put into film. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of controversy about it. Uh, it seems that the film's actress, Emmy uh, Taki, is now pregnant and it looks like it might interrupt the movie mm -hmm. uh, so we don't know exactly what's going on um, and it's it's just a wonder that you know guys can do whatever they want and a female that's working on all of this stuff has to basically get permission to do much of anything or it's a breach of contract. Well, I, I'm looking at this. I mean, I understand why it's there, but I don't really agree with this. I don't think there should be a restriction on marriage or divorce. I don't think, so. you know, I, I really feel that shouldn't impede filming. The pregnancy, I can kind of see, depending on how far along she is, and how far along they are with the movie. Yeah, but it's yeah. not just the movie. Yeah. Um... Her company mm -hmm. has basically had to apologize because of the breach of contract. Um, they apologized this past Sunday and are negotiating the penalties for the breach of contract. Yeah, that I that I get because the, the women there look as like these idols as these idol stars and they're pure and I I, I get it, you know. I mean, I get it too, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's kind of shitty that 
you know, one, you have to be forced to sign a contract like that just to get work. And two, you know, as soon as something happens, you're shit out of luck. So um, it looks like the there's agreements with 10 companies for commercials. Um, and it's looking like they might be completely terminated. Uh, she's got a JTB, uh, Yofuku, Noayama, and SSP. And it's looking like the penalty for her breach of contract is going to reach about 9.11 million U.S. dollars. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... That's absurd. Yeah. So, it's... The the fact of the matter is... She plays Kaoru. Mm-hmm. And you can't write her out. And the fact that they're taking all of the rest of the cast from the original three live-action movies and putting them into this movie, you can't really change her out either. Uh... It's not like a Fresh Prince where he had the two Aunt Vivs. And mind you, I I noticed but didn't even realize till after the fact. I was like, oh. I say they would bewitched, but still. The other mm-hmm. Darren, as it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, those I mean, two looked alike, so. Yeah, I mean, so yay, we're getting a new Kenshin movie. And that's going to be awesome because I enjoy the arc that they would be doing uh, with the new live action movie. But at the same time, the treatment of uh, actresses in Japan is really kind of fucking harsh. Yeah, it's the old it's the old regime. Don't think that's going to change anytime soon, but it slowly is. Yeah, it's just you know it, it's mind boggling to look at a culture and see not just even the culture, but just the, the, the niche part of it mm-hmm. and how strongly they are for a certain type of person and a certain look for a person and put it all into contract and, you know, you're looking at 9.11 million for a breach of contract because she got pregnant. Yeah. That's just that's just that's just bunk, you know what I'm saying? But I, again, I get it. Don't like it. But. No. But I mean, you look at some of the the long-running TV series and things like that mm-hmm. here that at least try to work around yep. the women that are pregnant. Mhm. There are plenty of them that if you watch them for long enough, you can tell when the female characters are pregnant because you don't see anything below their bust when they're filming. Or the clothing, like with the Cosby show, I didn't know Felicia Rashad was pregnant during like the second or third season of the show till I read on Wiki. I was like, Oh Yeah. Well, married I'm, with children, Katie Seagal was yeah. uh, pregnant for like like got pregnant a couple of times. Like the first time they actually mm-hmm. wrote it into the arc, yep. like into the storyline, but then when she miscarried, it was like they had changed it to, to it being all just a, a bad dr- dream yep. by Al. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't until the second one when it just, you know, pretended it didn't happen. 
Yep, and she actually did a, a movie while she was pregnant too I, on NBC. I just can't remember the name of it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, at least some countries will, uh, you know, will give allowances for the women because pregnancy is just a natural mm-hmm. thing. So just to see that, you know, there are countries that are like, no, you can't be pregnant and do this commercial. And no, you can't be pregnant and do this TV series. Even though, for the most part, your character is just standing or sitting. True, true. Now, <coughs> oh, excuse me. If we go to our chat room here at um, live.bitnetwork.com, as Bob Coffee says, sounds like Japan is Japanning. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah. definitely Japaning. They've got such a strict guideline for aesthetics for any of their very popular artists, whether it's music or TV or even voice actors. Um, they they don't allow for any negative connotation towards that name and quote unquote brand ever. Mm-hmm. Now to let, let's swing back a little bit. Let's about the I talked about before about the whole Dollar Tree steak. A friend of mine actually almost bought the cheese. He I don't know oh, he God. actually he, no he bought the cheese. It, he says it wouldn't melt. It was, it was yeah that that's a sign that it's not actually dairy. It was literally like shredded PVC pipe plastic. Oh. Ew. And then my friend followed up with, we bought the cheese too. Then we noticed the word cheese is nowhere on the packaging. Oops. Yeah. And she followed up with, we didn't keep it, but I don't remember seeing the word milk anywhere either. Yeah. See, that reminds me of that whole... um. That line from Jurassic Park where you thought you should when you realize you shouldn't have something like that. What that what is that Jurassic Park quote? Let's see if I can find it real quick. I think it was Malcolm who said it. Um Yes, here it is. But your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not that they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. That that belongs about the cheese. (laughs) That belongs about a lot of things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Enough about that. I think we're done with with, with, um, the cheese stands alone. So, Ari, what's going on with Galaxy Express 999? What indeed? Let me bring it up. Hope Waterfox isn't shit itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a website to commemorate the 40th anniversary of Leishi Matsumoto's Galaxy Express 999 manga and anime franchise opened on Saturday to announce that the franchise is getting a stage play adaptation next summer. The play, titled Ginga Tetsuo 999 Galaxy Opera, <coughs> will run at Tokyo's Meiji... Jesus Theater from June 23rd to 30th <clears throat> at, Ki- at, Ki- at uh, Kita Kyushu's Kita Kyushu Performing Arts Center on July 21st 22nd and at Osaka's Umeda Arts Theater Drama City from July 25th to 29th 
Uh, let's see. Matsumoto is created with the original work, and he served as the chief supervisor for the play. Fumi Tutsoba is writing the script. Akiko Kamada, the Kodama, is the director. And Mucho Murunatsu is credit, credit with video production. And Age Global Networks is producing. The story of the anime and the manga follows a young orphan named Tetsuro as he travels with a mysterious woman named Maytel through the galaxy on a space train in the hopes of attaining a cybernetic body. The train stops at many planets along the way, often leading to adventures for the two. The 113-episode television anime series aired from 1978 to 81. Wow, it's a lot older than I thought. Mm-hmm. An anime film alter- alternate retelling premiered in 1979. The franchise then spawned multiple other movies, specials, and OVAs, and the original 18-volume manga ran from 1977 to 81. I remember reading about reading parts of uh, Galaxy Express 999 in a like remember the old mix zine um, compilations was was Galaxy Express in mix zine Tokyo Pop yeah it was I, a... I'll have to check my books because I do remember it being in an America for a while I know it was one you know like anime trend publication that I got at a old Sam Goody music store it might have been probably one of the mother of fuck I just dated myself so badly We've all done that. I've done that more times on this show than anybody else. You're not alone. I just saw saw a Facebook post that said, The Fifth Element turns 20 today. Fuck, has it been that long? Multipass? <laughs> oh, there it is. But yeah, that seems to be the new trend in things. The stage adaptation I uh, you know I think they do it that way because it's a low budget and they just put it see if it's if it's good and see what the turnout's going to be so just makes you think of what they'll adapt next for the stage they freaking adapted Naruto what else you know they put freaking trampolines in the floor so they could jump and climb into shit. Don't forget there was also Bleach. Mm-hmm. And they brought back Prince of Tennis. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any sacred thing that they will not touch for a stage play. They seem to be staying far away from Pokemon, but that's then again, they probably saw what we did to it and were like, <laughs> uh, no, technically, I mean, not live action stage plays with people, but they've got the mascot stage plays all the time. Oh yeah, I love those. Those those are cute, especially the one one guy in the Pikachu suit that has a ditto face. Yeah, I mean, they do all that stuff, but it's more based for kids instead of based for adult fans, whereas most stage plays for adults are, you know, for adults. You hear about them more than you would for the kids. Also, a couple of those Pokemon things, mascot things, have also had a Mimikyu following them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they do, you know, full stage plays with music and pyrotechnics and crap like that in Japan. It's just usually daytime, you know, out in the open for kids. They do crap like that for uh, the various uh, other cartoons. I know they do it for freaking Crayon Shin-Chan and shit like that, too. This is a country that likes its stage plays. Mm-hmm. 
And All we're missing is a Super Milk Chan stage play. You dumbass. Oh, that would be the big musical number. And we all know Mako-chan would be front and center for that shit. Don't lie. Oh, no. I, I, I would definitely not have an issue watching that, because that would be hilarious. Mm. And don't get... Digimon was just done as a stage play. Yeah. Yeah, if you can think of it, they've either probably thought of making it a stage play or have made it a stage play. And if they haven't done it, another country has. Well, wasn't there, um, wasn't there Vamp Vampire Hunter, no, Vampire, uh, was there a Helsing play in, in the UK or something like that? I don't know if that was Helsing. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything about a Helsing. I know there was something we talked about years ago. It was, I think, it was in the UK for a short run or something like that. Um, they've done a couple of things. Uh, Princess Mononoke, they did. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, but they, if Japan isn't going to do it, one of the other countries will. All right. Um, now that we got that out the way, um, let's talk about favorite hero and heroine. Um, here in, like, you know how, in the U.S., it's like every decade things change. You know, you got your favorite series of certain decades and stuff like that. I mean, around the holidays, towards the New Year's, depending on which year it is, uh, CNN or whoever, they'll show these specials like what, like this year or something like that, what was going on or this decade. It kind of way to make you reflect and not the same to make you realize how fucking old you are. But um, mm -hmm. in Japan, it's different. It's periods. You have the Showa period and the Hiese period. And, right, the Showa period ran from 26 to 1989. And I think that's based on who is the current, uh, who's ascended the throne or something like that. I read yeah. it. Yeah. Current emperor. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, he was talking about how much he liked his, his Showa idols and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, you didn't even uh, mention Megumi Hayashibara. Shame on you. So, right now we're in the Heisei era, but pretty much, you know, what we're going to talk about quickly is the, like, the strongest heroes between the two eras. Well, I guess the most popular I get there want to go with. Yeah, I'm not going to read off the whole well, list, but... No, what, what they did is that they, uh, the program that did this thing... Asked 1,200 people, 6,000 men, 6,000 women, um, and then they broke it up that they did 20 people, uh, 2,000 children, 2,000 teenagers, 2,000s in their 20s, 2,000 in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And basically asked, you know, all these people who their favorite heroes and heroines are, depending on which period you're talking about. So they were trying to get a very mixed idea from 
everybody instead of just looking at teens or just looking at people our age. Mm-hmm. So it's, a it's actually a pretty decent list because they got so many... Uh, so many people and so many age ranges and purposely did it so that it was all equal. Mm -hmm. So, so what we're going to do, like I said, I'm not going to run through this list, but I will read off like popular characters that, that we should know and where they rank. Now we're first, we're going to do the Showa era. Uh, I kind of want music in the background, but at the same time, I don't. Anyhow. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Now, we just talked about... Now, we're going to do the top 20 strongest heroes from 20 to number 1. We just talked about this character. Uh, Humor Kenshin. He came in at number 16. Um, Char Anzable from Mobile Suit Gundam, 13. And Captain Harlock, Space Pirate Captain Harlock, is number 12. The first common Rider came in at 11. Real... <laughs> same same actor? Yep, same guy. Wow. Ryo Saba from City Hunter clocks in at 10. Number 9 is Astro Boy and the fuck? Monkey D. Luffy showed up as number 8. Kenshiro is number 6. Doraemon is number 4. Ultraman is number 3. Lupin the third comes in at number two, but who do you think is number one? Who else? Goku. Yup. Goku! Son Goku from Dragon Ball. Now we'll do the most splendid heroes from 20 to 1. Um, heroines, not heroes. What is it? Heroines. That's what I said, heroines. No, you said heroes. Oh, my bad. Heroines. Okay, my bad. Um, uh, Saki Asamiya from Sukabandeka, number 17. That's one of, that's a bit of a favorite of mine. Rei Ayanami from Evangelion pops in at number 11. Oh, Christ. <laughs> number eight is Nami from One Piece. And at that point, this is where we wave at the chat room and go, hi, Ichigo. <laughs> uh, number seven is Cutie Honey. Number six, Oscar Francois de Jarjais from The Rose of Versailles. Number five is Sailor Moon. So that I, that kind of threw me for a loop. But when I see number one, it's completely understandable. Number four is Lum from Yorise Yatsura. Maytel is number three. And if you know Maytel from Galaxy Express 999, uh, who do you think number one is? Fujiko? Yep, Fujiko Mean from Lupin the Third. Because, you know, she's a heroine. She's, you know, not a master jewel thief or anything like that. She's a hero. Mm-hmm. Now, the current uh, era, the Heisei era, strongest heroes. Number 19, Jotaro Kujo from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. 18 is Inuyasha. 17 is Song Gohan from Dragon Ball. Wow. Well, he, he's doing poorly because he got hit with the nerf bet like so hard, like so hard <laughs> and so frequently post uh, cell games. Oh, you're terrible. He's my favorite character, and it hurts me to say that. All right. 
Kirito from Sword Art Online, and I demand a recount for that. <laughs> Kenshin is at 15. Uh, Rorona Zero from One Piece is 14. Naruto Uzumaki at 13, and Lupin the Third at 12. Well... Now, this, this list yeah. is done by... Children, teenagers, and those in their 20s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're getting more of the uh, current quote-unquote popular TV series in here. Yeah. Is because the, these are all your tweeny boppers doing this. Yep. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but what do you think number one is? Goku Just, again. Goku. He's 2-0, and oh, Goku. I just love that uh, they actually have Conan from Case Closed in this. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? I just, I find it so amusing that this series has been going on for so many years. And it's only the newer generation that's like, yeah, you know, we'll pick Conan. <laughs> and Bob Coffey says, he's surprised he lists JoJo's Heisei. But I guess the fact that the anime, I guess it's the resurgence of the anime with the manga recently is, is my guess. Now, most splendid heroines. Homura Akeme from Madoka, Madoka Magica. Well, now. Yeah, I, why isn't Madoka in this list? <laughs> Madoka is not on this list. <laughs> Well, you gotta admit, Madoka's a bit of a little bitch. Well, no, Madoka's the main fucking character. Yeah, but she's a little... This is why we can't have lists like this, because shit she... like this happens. Yeah, because she's... But no, yeah. I mean, I, I love it because, mm -hmm. you know, my favorite girl in that series is Homura. Mm -hmm. um, but she turns out to be the bad guy. I... But still, Homura is running around with a non-millimeter handling business up until that point. I guess yeah, I mean, I, I don't mean to spoil it for yeah. those that haven't seen the movies. Oh, come on. Right. <laughs> but she ends up being the bad guy. Shit. How the fuck is she in the heroines list without Madoka being mentioned, and then she ends up being the bad guy? They give her a pass. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yui Hirasawa from K-On! at 14, which kind of surprised the fuck out of me. Uh, Asuna from Sword Art Online at 12. Nico Robin at 10, which she is from One Piece. Sakura Kinamoto from Cardcaptor Sakura at number 8. Mikasa Ackerman, Attack on Titan at 7. Her abs got three more spots higher than her. <laughs> that Titan Sanity workout. <laughs> just so you know, there are some female cosplayers that actually worked out just to get that six-pack to do her. and good for her. Good for them. Bless them. They motivate us lazy fat fucks to get up and go to Planet Fitness and do shit. No, they don't. Well, <laughs> well they should, goddammit, they should. No, no, they don't. I have a membership Jeez. that's just sitting there because I haven't been back in probably three months. <laughs> and, they do not motivate shit. And Bob Coffey has a chant going, Homer did nothing wrong, clap, 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 clap. Homer did nothing wrong, clap, 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 clap. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Um, Boa Hancock from One Piece. Wow, One Piece is just racking it up. 
Most, yeah, and again, yeah. these are the kids, the teens, and those in their 20s. So I'm not surprised that I'm seeing so much One Piece. I am surprised that I'm seeing Case Closed in here and not in the other list. Well, well, there's a lot of splendidness from the heroines of One Piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three is Fujiko Mean from Lupin the Third. Number two is Sailor Moon and... Number one, Nami from One Piece. So let's all look at the chat room and wave at Ichigo one more time. Hi, Ichigo. Hi, Ichigo. Stand off with your splendidity, and I'm going to get beat for that, too. You just always get beat. Uh, well, she responds with, hey. <laughs> well, right now, the Heisei era is drawing to a close because the current emperor of Japan... Emperor Akihito, he has expressed his desire to abdicate his throne, which means a new imperial era will begin sometime in 2019. Yeah, I think he's like getting older. He just feels that it's time for him to step down, which I get that. Anyway. He's not going to wait until he dies like the Queen of England. Oh, good Lord. Actually, I read an article about how, how the UK has, how the, how the monarchy has this has already has all the details of uh, her funeral planned out, like ac- accounting for like like t- leaving absolutely nothing to chance. It's actually pretty interesting. I think you might have to link me to that later because I'm more bit curious curiously about about that. Yeah, if I can find it again. All right. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase mailbox. Alright, now we all know Mako is our resident Hello Kitty fangirl. I am a Senrio fangirl, not just a Hello Kitty fangirl. Close enough. Because bats is love. Um, so first let's talk about uh, Hello Kitty and then we will move on to other Sanrio favorites. But it looks like for the newest anime film coming out and all of the goodness that is going on with uh, the kaiju right now, uh, we are getting another Hello Kitty and Godzilla collaboration. Um, I'm really, really, really hoping there is a plushie in this line instead of just... uh, note cards and t-shirts and keychains because a cutesy looking Godzilla with Hello Kitty's bow in his hair is really, really adorable. It'll sell like gangbusters. It'll be out. Well, um, they don't have plushies in like in the collaboration right now. Um, the collaboration artwork is going to be on display from September 1st to the 8th. So goodbye. It's all done. Um, there's uh, There was a two-meter statue of Hello Kitty Godzilla that was appearing while the uh, anime movie was being uh, displayed. Uh, later this fall, we're looking at uh, sale goods that will include T-shirts, keychains, can badges, and smartphone cases. So it's not just Hello Kitty. We're also looking at little twin stars with Godzilla. And they are so freaking cute and just cuddly looking. 
um, Pomporin and Godzilla, My Melody and Godzilla, and Holy Crypt. This, th- this entire collection just looks so freaking adorable, and I want it. Mm. Uh, to continue on with our lovely collaborations for Sanrio, and I already have somebody on the lookout for this stuff for me, um, but with the anniversary of Yu Yu Hakusho, it looks like Sanrio is getting in on the collaboration with that, but not just any Sanrio character, my lovely Batsmaru is going to be dressing up as the various characters from Yu Yu Hakusho, and holy crap, these are amazingly adorable, and I want them all. But, uh, yeah, so Batsmaru is dressed as uh, the main character, uh, the main characters of the series, uh, Yusuke, uh, Kuwabara, Kurama, Hiei, and uh, Koenma. Um, it's all to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the anime. There will be pop-up shops, cafes, and things like that for the anime itself. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to when this stuff drops. Um, only because the person I have looking for me is a big fan of Yu Yu Hakusho and will be looking for herself, too. So, yay! Hope these aren't limit, limit X per customer. <laughs> oh, if it is, no, I've already told her about it. And I told her exactly what I want. So, I'm very, very excited. Very excited. These, I mean, I, I love when cosplay, uh, when mascots cosplay as other characters. The Kuwabara so, one's especially cute. It, it's they're they're just all adorable. They're so just idiotic looking, but <laughs> it's just you. You have to figure bats. Those that don't know bats, bats is an evil penguin. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. So you have to imagine. Of course, penguins are evil. Yeah, you you have to imagine an evil penguin dressing up as Yusuke, (laughs) wearing a full Yusuke wig, or as Yei, or as Kuwabara, or as Kurama. Um, Yeah, these things are adorably dorky, and I want them. You're such a nerd. No, I just, I really, really like Batsmaru, and I really, really, really like Yu Yu Hakusho, so this combination is just, it's need. I have to have. Yeah, we know. We know. All right. Uh, let's see. What else is on the docket for today? Um, Ari, tell us what's up going on with Rose of Versailles. I think this goes back to something we were talking about before about adaptations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Otomate, a brand for... for like, let me start at the beginning. Rose of Versailles gets a screen adaptation and a game in a school setting. Otomate, a brand for romance games aimed at female players, announced on Sunday that Ryo- Ryoko I- Ikeda's classic historical shoujo manga, v- Rose of Versailles, is inspiring a Shiritsu Berubara Academy Versailles Nobara reimagination, 
or Private Berubara Academy Rosevise Reimagination Project. The project has both an unspecified screen adaptation and a game adaptation in the works. Uh, let's see, there was a uh, 10th anniversary Otomade Party 2017 event with a video. <clears throat> the announcement doesn't specify any screen adaptation as animated or live action, nor does it specify the planned medium or venue. Ikeda launched the original manga in Shuisha's weekly Mar Margaret magazine in 1972. The story is set in the intrigue-filled court of, mean of Queen Marie Antoinette before and during the upheavals of the French Revolution. Lady Oscar is a young woman raised as a man to serve in the palace guards. Udon Entertainment announced in July 2015 that it has licensed the manga and series and plan to release the first two-in-one omnibus volume in the second quarter of 2016, but has not yet, yet released the manga. The manga inspired a 40-episode anime in 1979-1980 that Wright Stuff released in North America in 2013 in two DVD sets. In addition to the television animated series, the manga inspired a 1990 animated film, a long-promised but unreleased animated film remake, musicals by the all-female <clears throat> Takarazuka Takara Review since 1974, and a live-action 1978 French-Japanese film. Honestly, when I first saw, let me get back up. When I first saw, you know, game in school setting, I immediately thought, "Oh fuck, they're doing a high school AU game." Well, how else are you gonna get the young generation to check out the old school stuff? Update, uh, um, rem remastering it for DVD. Oh. Or Blu-ray. That could work, but you 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 know how the fans are. Picky as fuck all. Absolutely right. Uh, all right. So, anywho, uh, I know there's a few fans on, on my that would be happy to hear about that. So, okay, let me see if I can find this. Um. No, I don't want... Yep, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Alright. Um, yeah, I had to go onto YouTube to find this track because I have the song. But I never translated the titles from kanji to English because I had not gotten around to doing so. And if I played it as is, uh, the shoutcast feed is going to crash. So... Let's see, so what we're going to talk about is... Love, Live, Sunshine. And I'm quite happy about this. Because I actually have an opportunity to see this. Um, I'll turn it up a little more. Jesus Christ, what the hell is wrong with you people? Forget that. That, 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 that was really horrible. I'm just going to play this one. Screw it. What the hell was that? Somebody recorded the instrumental, I guess, with a microphone to a speaker. Oh, God. Ugh. Night, like, like, middle school mixtape yes. shit. Ugh. I mean, I thought we were past that. So, anyway, yeah. so Azul Land Pictures, who brought us the first Love Life Sunshine Steps 0 to 1 uh, the concert theatrical special, is bringing us the second one. It's Love Life Sunshine Encore's second Love Life Happy Party Train Tour. 
It'll be a concert in theaters across the United States on October 14th. The one-day event will screen the concert of Love Life Sunshine's Aquas group that is scheduled for September 30th at the MetLife Dome in Saitama Prefecture. Huh. This is actually instrumental. Fair enough. Okay. Theater listings are now available on their website at um, azulabpictures.com slash lovelifesunshine dash happy party train tour. Some theaters will be selling merchandise as well. Aslan Pictures will reveal more information about that as it gets closer to that time. The event will feature a cheering style screening where attendees can bring light sticks and cheer on their favorite members during the screening. Several U.S. theaters have also screened Aqua's First Love Life Step 021 concert on March 4th and 5th. And I was there for the, for the March 5th one and I loved it. The first season of Love Life Sunshine premiered in July of last year. Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Daisuke streamed the series outside of Japan. Season 2 will premiere on October 7th. The Love Life Sunshine project was first announced back in February 2015. The project's key phrases were read-up participation, inspired by Muse, and seaside town setting. Fans chose the group named Aquas by popular vote. Now, when I first heard about this, it was going to be on October 14th. So I was like, fuck, I can't go because I am I will be flying back from Denver for my friend's wedding. But they're adding a Sunday showing in New York. And when I get paid on Friday, I will be buying my ticket for that if it's still available. And I'm kind of hoping that they do. And yeah, I would like to go see this, but again, with screenings like this, it's playing in exactly one theater in the entire state of New Jersey. Where? Uh, an hour north where we usually go for CloverCon. Yikes. Yeah. And that's like up in like very north New Jersey? Um, it's not very north New Jersey, um, but you're looking at... Uh, the southern end of North New Jersey, if you break the state down into thirds. So, like, the border between north and middle? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about probably 30 minutes north and west of the Rutgers campus. Oh, so it's like exit 10 or exit 11 off the turnpike. Something like that. It's, it's where we. It's around where we go CloverCon. I gotcha. So I mean, it's just it's a pain in the ass to get up there, and then you know being there for the concert and then having to come home all on the same day. Mm -hmm. Again, I can't match your your guys' enthusiasm for this. So. Think of our enthusiasm for this compared to your enthusiasm for Pokemon. Oof. I wouldn't go that, that far. That bad? No. No. No, I would not go as far as that. Okay. Oh, uh, can you lower that a little bit? How's that? Thank you. Because mm -hmm. it just starts overpowering everything that we're saying. Because I did turn it up because I couldn't hear it too well, so. It sounds like, like when we're not talking, it just suddenly gets louder. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. That's just how I hear it coming out. 
Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely not the same as Pokemon. Um, I would probably go like my feelings on this would be the same feelings I have on Madoka, like that kind of fan feeling. Mm. Now, I meant where... I meant for Ari, comparing it to his fan, his his fan for his his fandom of Pokemon. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I like Ari really likes Pokemon. Like he's cosplayed and everything, and like while I would cosplay this, I'm not upset about not cosplaying it. Mm-hmm. So to say that it's you know like that, that would be Sailor Moon for us, not Love Live. Just putting it into perspective. I get what you're trying to say. Yep, I get it. I get it. Okay. Now that we've gone through all of that, I think it's time for the fun yet interesting part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Now, is the audio good or or good for you, Marco? Yeah, no, I can I can hear you talking over the music, so that's perfect. It might be the fluctuation coming from from the YouTube uh, from YouTube, so. Mm. All right, so let's see what we got on the docket. Um, I'll take the first one. Y'all, sure. Y'all two can argue over the other two. I don't care what one I... Now, here's something for you. Japanese car rentals include stickers that read, A Foreigner is Driving. Not the band, but you. Japan has been really been at hard work for preparation for the Olympic Games, and a whole slew of changes have been come through to attempt to help tourists adapt from things, such as a revision in the map icons to lifting the restrictions of tattooed bathers. One more way the nation is bracing for an influx of tourists is by reviewing road safety. The Ministry of Lit, Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation is working in coordination with the local police, tourism boards, and car rental associations, and by analyzing data from recorders on onboard rental cars, they can pinpoint areas of where sudden braking occurs as potentially hazardous to foreign visitors. Marco, this sounds like your area of Jersey. Mm. Using this sophisticatedly acquired information, these groups have taken precise measures to combat incidents of accidents involving foreign drivers. So they're going to use stickers. There is one with a, there is one student that says, um, a foreigner is driving. Unfortunately, that tweet is no longer available. Let me see if I can find it somewhere. Nope, that tweet is gone. It's a friendly deer bear pink sticker that says, a foreigner is driving. The Okinawa sticker says, fun fact, heart and hurtful set wait no 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 I jumped ahead my bad a new trend of stickers which read a foreigner is driving is gaining momentum among the country's car rental associations they've been for in use in Okinawa and Hokkaido for a while and notify everyone on the road that you are not from around here or in the words of the Okinawa rental car association to show that the driver is foreign who is not accustomed with the traffic rules of Japan you should read well, as the article goes, we should all read show to mean grossly assume in this instance. 
and what exactly other drivers are supposed to do differently with this information is anyone's guess. It's like when Marge Simpson bought a baby on board sticker so people would stop intentionally ramming the family car. Norimono News asked them, the Okinawa Car Rental Association, on whether accidents involving foreign drivers were on the rise. They said, while serious accidents did not increase, there has been a rise in minor bumps and scrapes. They have reported 300% increase in these accidents from 2014 to 2016. That may sound like a lot, but when you consider the overall population of foreign drivers in Japan has risen by 400% between 2011 and 2015, it doesn't sound like there is a particular spike in foreign-related traffic, foreign traffic going on at all. It's just simply more out there. The desire for the stickers is not surprising, though. Japan is a sticker-happy country, and already fixes special ones to vehicles belonging to the elderly and newly licensed drivers. Unlike those, foreign stickers are not required by law. And the best part is, they're sticker magnets, so you can take them off at any time. I think that's pretty cool. Now, it's like that because the message a foreigner is driving means different things to different people. For a thief, it means this driver probably has a lot of cash and belongs inside. To a right-wing ultra-nationalist, it means please deface the car. Anywho, despite their spacious benefits and increased risk to the user... Wait, hold on. I forgot to put this on loop. My bad. There we go. With all of this aside, with an effort being made and being recommended to the team that wear these stickers, such as, I'm doing a really great job, and that's horrible. Boo! Until then, you'll have to think of other ways to deal with these dangerous foreign drivers like the guy who was eating instant ramen while driving, well, wasn't foreign, or the foreign guy who backed up his car to the telephone, but he wasn't foreign either. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I heard of these stickers. Or like, oh great, people are going to take advantage of or, you know, fucking rob this car because it doesn't matter, he's a foreigner, no one's going to help him. Yeah, it happens. Alright, let's see what's next up on this list here. I'll take the next one if you want. Go for it. A 54-year-old Japanese woman stops an armed robbery at her convenience store with her brute strength. When her much younger knife-wielding assistant asked for the money, she decided that the talk time for talking was done and the time for action was now. <clears throat> armed robbery isn't easy, easy as it looks. We recently examined the tale of an 83-year-old man who was arrested in Osaka when he was by, outwitted by his would-be victims. And now comes an incident in which a criminal's ambitions were foiled not because of age-diminished mental facilities, but because of what happens to be a severe lack of physical strength for a man his age. On the afternoon of August 29th, at roughly 3.50, a man walked into the Kikuma, the Kikuma branch of a, of a 7-Eleven in Ichihara Chiba Prefecture. The man was described to be about 20 years old, 165 centimeters, which is like 5 foot 5. Mm. Slender build and dressed in all black. At the time when there were two part-time employees working in front of the store, a 20-year-old man and a 54-year-old woman. The man walked, man in black walked up to the money and pulled out the knife with a 20-cent, the 8-inch blade and said, give me the money. 
and making sure to use a clearly phrased command to avoid any accidental or willful misinterpretation of his words. As a woman stood there, looking at this man who was some 30-plus years her junior, perhaps it occurred to her that by their ages he was young enough to be her son. And while it didn't melt her heart and make, take pity on the robber, she did respond in a way reminiscent of mother who's had enough of her kid's shit. Instead of giving the robber a single yen, she grabbed him by the arm, and she forcibly dragged him out of the store. The man in black fled on foot with nothing taken from the shop and no one injured. Wow. And we have comments like, store manager should pay the woman extra since she's doing security guard duty too. They should write a book about it. Dude, help out, male clerk. Just how weak is that robber? Or like, wait, are we sure he wasn't? Re she wasn't really his mom after all? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I felt I'm like, that yeah, one. this must be one skinny-ass guy if he gets overpowered that easily. Like Ed, like Ed Elric would be able to outmuscle him. Too mm -hmm. far? No, no. Oh. I don't see how it is. I can never tell sometimes. Mm. Anywho. I think that article kind of tied in to our last story, doesn't it, Mako? Yeah, I, I kind of think so. Mm. So, um, this was reported without a name. But the uh, writers of the article decided to use Yuji as uh, the man's name. Um, going with the story, Yuji was born in 1934 and spent his adolescence in war-torn war Japan, where he dropped out of middle school and picked up various part-time jobs at bakeries and construction sites here and there, just so he got some money. Uh, however, his employment never lasted long, and as Yuji said, most people around me spent their lives as thieves rather than get a job. So he did too. He would sneak into homes that he thought were empty and take what he could. Uh, sometimes he would break into the wrong home and get knife slashed, uh, knife slashed, uh, knives slashed at him. Um, but basically, did what he could. Earlier this month, during a criminal case against Yuji for armed robbery. A uh, prosec prosecutor and defense suggested appropriate penalties for his crimes. Uh, his lawyers argued that he was a victim of difficult living conditions and considered his age of 83, mm. uh, he should be given a lenient sentence. Uh, so the prosecutor told, judge, uh, told the judge that the defendant's true motives were unclear and he was very likely to reoffend, but considering his age, one-year prison sentence would be sufficient. In which point, a yelling match occurred because he's 83 and couldn't hear what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. um, so when told that it would be a one-year sentence, he said, thank you. <laughs> uh, so what happened is, uh, on June 13th, he rode the train into Osaka City. Uh, he ended up instead of going after a bank, went after a credit union because there was less staff and it's an easier target. He took a pair of scissors, nine centimeters in length, which is about three and a half inches, and to make them appear more knife-like, he wrapped a towel around the handle. 
He walked up to a female clerk and thrust the scissors against her midsection. A comedy ensued, which he <laughs> attempted to basically demand the money. And instead of getting the money, the manager had him sit down to talk about it. And by the time he sat down to talk about it, the police were there. Whoops. Yeah, so remember this guy is 83. So, so the police arrived on the scene and arrested him. Uh, while he was able to walk into the credit union, he was unable to walk around properly during his court hearing. Um, and basically requested that because he was 83, he asked them to please speak up. Uh, on the stand, the prosecutor asked Yuji, did you really think you could get money by threatening that woman? Yuji pondered and answered, I thought I had an 80% chance of pulling it off. When yeah, later asked, exactly in his favor. Yeah, no, when later asked why he did it, he answered that he wanted to eat better food and have fun with girls. So this um, guy's a Japanese Ric Flair. Yeah, so basically five years ago, he was released from prison from one of his previous 22 convictions. Uh, in order to secure a place to live, he signed up for welfare and was granted about $1,000 per month. Um, most of which went directly towards his rent, helper staff, and lunch. The remaining money was divided and given to him each day in portions, which equaled about $12. So with no family and living on his own to in, uh, enjoy comfortable living, he basically took up his favorite pastime and started uh, robbing again, or at least attempting to. And this is how an 83-year-old man ended up getting sentenced to eight months in prison. Uh, which he did not appeal. He's probably thinking, whatever, it's going to get cold soon. At least it won't be out in the street. Exactly. Not for nothing, there are plenty of people in the United States that go... Okay, I can go to prison and get three meals a day and be fed and, you know, get to work out all day. Or I can get a job. And for some people, prison is a lot better than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate working in retail too, but come on. Yeah, so you're talking about somebody that spent so much time in jail that at 83, he has no idea what to do with himself, so is happy to go back. Sounds like my uncle. Seriously. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that do this, but just to, to hear how sad it is that an 83-year-old basically would rather go to jail than anything else... That's just kind of sad. <sighs> yeah. I I think that kind of ended things on a down note. So I think we should go ahead and play our last tracks of the night and prep on getting the hell up on out of here. How does that sound? Sounds good by to me. me. Awesome. Yeah.
brings our episode to a close tonight. Uh, a couple things I forgot to mention during my weekend day was, one, on Saturday I found out through my friend Chris it was National Ramen Day, and it was this place called EAK Ramen, so I went out there for $5 ramen. The line was long, but I got in in about 20 minutes because they had table for one available, and I'll say this, it was good, the noodles could have been, they could have been cooked a little bit more. But the broth was pretty amazing. So I plan on going back and checking out their other uh, ramen. So actually, I'm I want ramen. I might do that this weekend. We'll see. So I anyway, ramen. Yep. And also today I picked up Dragon Quest Eight. It was forty four ninety nine, but I got them the price match of thirty bucks because it was twenty nine ninety nine at Amazon.com, and I have a Target Red card which takes five percent off on top of that. So, I got this, and I'll probably be picking up Metroid Samus Returns on Friday. So, yeah. Now back to the game at hand. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. They'll turn to another friend and so forth. That's how it works. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Uh, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post editorials, anime reviews, convention reviews, cosplay tips and tutorials, links to our YouTube videos and our Facebook cosplay albums, and also our podcast which goes up every week. Uh, you notice it's been going up on Wednesday, Thursdays. I'm trying to get it up a little bit around that time, so hope you like that. But don't forget, our podcast is available on other sites as well. Uh, Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOD Network forums. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, uh, where we post convention videos. Definitely check those, those out. 
our Twitter, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us here for updates on our website, our Facebook page, conventions we're going to, and other cool stuff we may find along the way. And Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. Uh, follow us there for updates on our website uh, and the links to our albums. They're pretty awesome. And everybody is following us on social media. I just want to say thank you so much for your love and support. We couldn't do it without you. So as you continue to like and love our pages and our social sites, we'll keep bringing you more content. But don't forget, we're not the only geek-centric podcast here on the Vogue Network. Check out these other shows. Starboard Power Coupling Podcast. The Geek Card. The Bobby Blackwell Show. Orange Shark Radio. Critical Mish. Myth. Uh, British Invaders. Pod Culture. Electric Sisterhood. Girls Gone Wow. Ranger Pride and Game Buoy and Hooked on Bond. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. Well, my landlord has taken steps to fix the partially breaking ceiling in my bathroom by, you know, scraping off the parts that were hanging down. So that's nice. That's good. Mark, good on. Um. I'm going to enjoy sleeping tonight, since I didn't get much last night. Wednesday's off still? Uh, for right now, uh, when I work on a Saturday, I will have a Wednesday off, and when I am off on a Saturday, I will have work on Wednesday, gotcha. and it looks like I will have two Saturdays off a month, as of right now. Cool. Awesome. My last words, uh, I need to finish Blastmaster Zero. That way I can kind of get started on Samus, uh, Metroid Samus Returns on Friday. And then I'll play Dragon Quest 7 and 8. I want to enjoy those. So that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with our Back to School special. So enjoy that. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Oh, we're out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. Alright. I need to see the rest of the world. Oh, I guess so. Good night, everyone. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>